We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Notre Dame fans, we are back. It is Monday, August 1st. Man, Ryan, this is going to be a great week. That's Ryan Roberts, our director of recruiting at Irish Breakdown. I'm Brian Driscoll, the publisher. And man, this is going to be one of the best weeks we've had in a long time. Number one, we are expecting some big recruiting news this week. Number two, fall camp starts on Friday. Man, this is going to be such a great week. It's actually, it's a little stressful if you think about it, because there's still so much to get done before the season, but I'm so ready for some football. So, we are going to today, we're going to kind of do a combo show. We're not going to necessarily have the recruiting hour. We're actually this week going to focus on team stuff primarily. But there's been some big recruiting news or some recruiting news that has come up here since our last show, non-mailbag type show. And there's also some, obviously, some upcoming news that we know about and some other stuff that maybe isn't known yet. So we'll, we'll dive into all that, Ryan. But to begin, let's do recruiting first. Right. We're going to kick off today's show with recruiting news. And obviously, Friday, Thursday night, 730. It is Thursday, correct? Yes. It's still yep. Thursday. Thursday night at 730. We'll be going live because uh, J- Jaden Osbury, a 2023 linebacker from the state of Louisiana, who is the number 38 overall player in the country by ESPN. I have a comment about that here in a little bit. He will be making his decision. It's basically down to Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Michigan, Auburn, LSU is in the mix a little bit as well, but it's really going to be Texas A&M, Michigan, and Auburn as the primary uh, contenders for him. He also listed Alabama amongst his finalists in regard to his decision on Thursday night. So obviously that could potentially be a big thing for Notre Dame, adding to their number one overall ranked class. We'll find out for sure on Thursday night. I'll just leave this out there, Ryan, and then we'll move on to our next topic. I do not expect that to be the only commitment that we see made by a Notre Dame target this week. I actually think it won't. There might be a couple this week. So little tease for you all there. Let's move on to the next recruiting topic. Well, actually, let's stick on this one, Ryan, because, you know, we're looking at Notre Dame's recruiting class and we're looking at the front seven recruiting. And it's already right now the best front seven class in the country. But a lot of teams have incomplete front seven classes. Sure. To me, Jaden Osbury is a must get in so many ways. Number one, tapping into Louisiana is huge. It 
in in most years, either it's either I think it's either Louisiana or Mississippi, but normally Louisiana, sometimes Mississippi might sneak in there are the highest per capita NFL producers. You know, like so they don't match Georgia, Florida, Texas, California, just because there's it's such a smaller state, just numbers. But you know, based on pop, you know, per capita for per population, which is what that means, it's one of the best producers of talent when it comes to putting guys in the NFL. So getting into that state is important for Notre Dame. Notre Dame has had a lot of success in that state with some really good players over the years. I mean, Mike going all the way back from my lifetime, Michael Stonebreaker back on the 1988, you know, team. Obviously, Jerry Tillery was, you know, Notre Dame has only only had one defensive lineman go in the first round during Brian Kelly's tenure, and it was Jerry Tillery from Louisiana. So it's been a good state for Notre Dame. It, they're trying to make it an even bigger state. Obviously, Logan Diggs is a guy they got recently out of Louisiana. They're hoping it's going to have a big season this year. You're looking at, obviously, Jaden Osbury being another one, and they're hoping that they can add him to this class. Uh, obviously, being a kid from Baton Rouge, knowing who their head coach is, is big. But more practically speaking, like that's kind of fun to throw shade. Oh, you beat Brian Kelly for guys. But <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not going to win you a championship because of that. Sure. It's because of this is a really good football player. And you, you talk about guys that fit Notre Dame, Ryan. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about him specifically a lot more. But but when there's a kid like this from there, it's almost kind of like you can't afford to not get him because you just don't see kids like him come along very often. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. 
Well, I, I know people are going to hyper-focus on the fact, and you mentioned it already, the fact that you get a top 40 caliber player right in University Lab, which is literally on LSU's campus. So that's the first thing you're going to say is, wow, Notre Dame beat LSU for Jay Nonsbury if he does select the Irish on Thursday. But it goes deeper than that, Brian, in my opinion. Like you mentioned, Alabama wants him. Auburn wants him. Texas A&M wants him. The fact of the matter is, is that Notre Dame has a chance to beat a lot of SEC powers for Jay Nosbury. It's not just LSU. You beat Bama, you beat Texas A&M, two of the best recruiting staffs right now in college football for a guy like Jay Nosbury and getting him out of the South to come up to South Bend, Indiana. It's, it's a big deal, man. It is a tremendous deal. And I know we talked about this a bunch. I mean, the 2022 cycle of linebackers, hard to beat that, right? I mean, when you're talking about guys like Junior Lamaka and Jalen Sneed and Nolan Ziegler, and, you know, uh, Joshua Burnham, who is now playing Viper for Notre Dame, but was a highly touted linebacker recruit as well. Coming after that and in and, and, and next cycle, getting a Drake Bowen and then potentially a Jay Nosbury to couple with a Preston Zinter and maybe a Samuel and Pemba down the line as well. Notre Dame has a chance to put together two tremendous linebacker groups. And Jay Nosbury, you could argue, is the best player of the bunch. I would go with Drake Bowen, but it's arguable, and and that's the point. And in certain recruit, some recruiting services have Jaden ranked higher, some have Drake ranked higher. But the point is, is what have we've always talked about? It's about stacking up big time classes, time after, year after year after year, and that's what it would be. Now they got to close on him, right? That's the key. Okay, but you know we we like where we like where Notre Dame is at right now going in. But as we've seen it time and time again, anything can happen between, you know, when a kid says he's going to decide and when he actually decides. And then of course, when he signs. So Jaden Osbury is a guy that Notre Dame has to get, must get athletic player. We did a film breakdown on him recently. You can check that out. And we'll talk a lot more about him on Thursday night, but just wanted to kind of preview that a little bit. This is a big time commitment and it would be hard for me to fathom anybody passing Notre Dame's front seven if they get Jaden Allsbury. And, and I don't care about the recruiting rankings aspect of it because we've seen some silliness going on with Drake Bowen and we've seen some silliness with Jaden Allsbury. I mean, he, he was in the nineties by on three. And then after he goes and basically is the top linebacker at the future 50 event, he drops a hundred spots and, you know, just some silliness going on. But the fact is, is these are both top hundred, top hundred football players. You know, you've got three guys in the on the defensive line that are ranked as top hundred football players. If they are able to get Jaden Allsbury, every single one of their commits is ranked in the of the of, in the front seven. That would make seven of them. Seven, mm-hmm. right? Uh, all seven of them would be ranked inside the top two fifty by at least one service. This awesome. Preston Zinter is a top two fifty kid by rivals. I believe he still is. He might have jumped, dropped out in their most re- recent update, but I believe he's still a top two fifty kid. So that would uh, that would certainly be be big would be big, but they got to close. Right. And that's what we'll find out on Thursday night. Yeah. Some other recruiting. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Add to well, it. I was going to say, we're going to move on to another recruit, Brian, which is a very different recruits because we have seen Jay Nosberg has been on the board for Notre Dame for a very long time. Notre Dame a couple weeks ago at this point now, week and a half ago, offered Derby running back. That is a Kansas school, by the way, Dylan Edwards, who, was at the point when Notre Dame offered up Dylan Edwards, was committed to Kansas State, which he plays in Kansas. His dad went to Kansas State. There's obviously a lot of family ties to the Wildcat program over there. So, Brian, I believe when we went through the timeline before we started, right? So I believe he was offered last Tuesday. 
then he takes the visit. I believe it was on Thursday, if I remember correctly, or Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday, yeah. Wednesday or Thursday, right in the middle of the week. Gets on campus before the dead period starts, right? You need to get on campus before all that stuff happens. And then on Friday, we have not talked about this on the podcast, but Friday nights, he decides, I'm going to decommit from Kansas State. Right. And we were getting some updates from multiple people sort of from that state. They're saying, no, you know, look, he's probably not going to decommit. You know, his dad played there. You know, he's kind of a legend there. Um, You know, he's pretty committed there, all this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, bam, you know, Friday evening decommitment. And we, we knew it was coming that day, but like, well, we, we knew it was coming a little bit before that, but going into that day, I was not anticipating Dylan Edwards decommitting. And and that was a pretty, pretty big deal. He obviously got offered by Oregon today. So now that he's decommitted, other schools are, are getting involved with him, but that was a, uh, that was a big deal. I mean, just the time, the, 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 the events leading up to it, you know, gets the offer visits and then decommits from Kansas state. And, and I mean, I, I, it won't shock me, Ryan, if it is, if a decision from him comes soon one way or the other, but this is a big time player because you're bringing in a guy. We talked about this last week, right? There's different types of players that you recruit and offer and not everybody, like everybody was, what position is he going to play? And it's like, it doesn't matter y'all. Like it's just, He's being recruited to do a lot of different things. And I think sometimes we focus too much in recruiting on putting guys into boxes because it, you know, on a, on a list, it's like, well, you got your running back, you got your receiver, you got your, some guys are recruited to not be that right. Jeremiah Love is being recruited as a dynamic football player. Dylan Edwards is being recruited as a dynamic football player. Ronan Hannafin is being recruited as a dynamic football player. Now they got to start somewhere. Sure. And I'd say of those three, Ronan's probably the most locked into a position. Jeremiah Love is a very close second. Dylan is the third in regard to, you know, where guys are in that list. But when you look at Dylan, it's like, what's he being recruited to do? Rip off big plays in some capacity. He'll be a return <laughs> man, right? And when you think about adding him, if Notre Dame's able to, to, to get him, this is hypothetical If in that instance, if Notre Dame were to get him, you're adding him and, and, and Micah, Micah Bell and Peyton Bowen in the same class. That's three That's three guys that are sub-4-4 four, four guys that are 4-3 guys that are also dynamic in the return game. And we've kind of talked about this with the current team. Like, There's just not a lot of guys that are natural returners. You're adding three, in my opinion, that are, are natural returners in this class if you can close on, on Dylan Edwards and then obviously keep you, you know, the current guys you have in the class. So, And then what's he going to do on offense? A little bit of everything, right? <laughs> Slot receiver can can do some things out of the backfield. He's not a guy you're going to put at running back, and he's a running back like you're going to give him 15 handoffs. He's, you know, 5'8", 5'9", 155, 165 pounds, depending on who you, you listen to, who you read. He's the kind of kid that you look at, Ryan, and say, it's just what's he going to do? Get the ball, right? And right. you had a comparison for him that I thought really made a lot of sense. For, from a from a size standpoint and, and from a usage standpoint, but this kid is even more dynamic. Why don't you go ahead and share that comparison you had on the board the other day? Yeah, I mean, he reminds me a lot of DeAnthony Thomas that, you know, was a California kid, played at Oregon, obviously, and I, Black Mamba nickname, and he was – a very slight running back, right? Like that was his designation on the roster, right? About five foot nine. And I mean, what was he? 180 pounds, probably soaking wet mm-hmm. by the time he was a junior in, in college, right? So like he was a smaller running back and everyone knew that he wasn't going to be a guy that was going to carry the ball to your point, 
He's not going to carry the ball 15 to 20 times a game, but he could carry it eight to 10 and then have another five to six catches and also be a dynamic punt returner. And that's what I see with a guy like a Dylan Edwards. Is he going to be a 200 carry a year guy? If he, if you know, as a running back, no, absolutely not. What he can be is he'd be a dynamic slot who works the RPO game, makes people miss home run ability as a, as you know, with that four, three speed. And then, Hey, you want to give him some jets? Cool. You want to give him an end right. around? Cool. You want to line him up in the backfield? Give him a toss sweep. And, and, and run, awesome. or run if you with a quarterback like Tyler Buckner, run some power read with him, where you're sure. either running up the middle with him in the backfield with Tyler Buckner, or you're getting him on the outside in your read zone type of stuff. And you can occasionally run him between the tackles as well. Sure. As sure. a keep him honest type of situation. There, there's no doubt about it. And 100%. think about this, Ryan. DeAnthony Thomas, I believe, ran in the four fives at his at, at the four five combine. flat. Four, five flat. Yep. This kid's this kid's a sub four four already. Yes. yes. Just to put his to put his speed into context, Peyton Bowen has been uh, marked as a four three eight. He ran that at Notre Dame. Zechariah Zechariah Branch, who's a five star USC commit, has been talked about as a four three guy. Dylan Edwards at the future fifty down at IMG beat both of them in yep. sprints and forty yard dash uh, at at that event. So he is he is the Chris Tyree of this class essentially. When you talk, because remember, Chris Tyree won the fastest, fastest man competition back-to-back years at the opening. And that's mm-hmm. essentially what that event was, was essentially like a different version of the opening. Because I don't think they, they're, I don't think the opening is a thing anymore. You say they didn't do it this summer anyway. Yeah. So that's essentially what that was. And so Notre Dame wants more speed. He is dynamic. And that's why ultimately Notre Dame pulled the trigger on the offer and now is looking to take him now. There was we talked last week that he gave you some protection in case you did miss on somebody else. But as we've done more intel, it's more of a they're comfortable with taking him and it and it not being a situation where it, he then takes somebody else's spot. So if Jeremiah Love and if Ronan Hannafin both decided to come to Notre Dame, they're taking all of them, which is kind of where they were a month ago when you look at Micah Tease. Sure. You know, because Micah Tease was potentially going to be that fifth receiver. You know, they thought about maybe making Christian Hamilton that guy. Well, now you've got a guy that's even more dynamic. Now, is he a natural at any position? No. But what he's natural at, Ryan, is with the ball in his hands. And <laughs> you figure touchdowns. out a way to do that. You figure yeah. out a way to do that. What, what did he have, 38 rushing touchdowns last year? And I, I, Again, I know it's playing in Kansas, not the highest quality of football, but he's playing at the highest class right. in Kansas. So it's not like he's playing the worst – Put players right. also in the state of Kansas. So, I mean, he averaged over, what was it, 12 yards a carry or some crazy he's number. He's yeah. it, it, The numbers are just ridiculous. And to your degree, to your point, Notre Dame has always toyed with the idea of taking five receivers. They've always done it because even before before the Christian Hamilton, Micah Tease thing, right, Rodney Gallagher was the slot target. He comes mm-hmm. off the board. You're still going to take a guy like a Micah Tease potentially. You wanted Micah Tease before he chose Arkansas. Christian Hamilton was a guy that you thought mm-hmm. about for a little bit. But regardless, Notre Dame wants this type in this class. This is the dynamic right. slot that can also give you a lot of impact as a returner, to your point as well. So right. they need this type of player, this style of player, and it looks like they're making him a priority. It's not a plan B conversation right. with a guy like a Dylan Edwards. This is a plan A fifth wide receiver. Right. And now it's it's taken some time to get there. Right. And, and and I think that they because the and, and honestly, from my understanding, it wasn't a given that he was going to be a take until the visit, because I think the film when the, the, the concern when you watch the film is, is this guy five, eight, five, nine, one sixty 
or is he five, six and a half, 145? I mean, because kids can, I, I was six, one and a half, 185 coming out, 190 coming out of high school. At least that's what I put on my questionnaires when, you know, I was being recruited by teams because I thought six, two might be too much of a stretch on film. You know what I mean? I'm six feet tall. But you do those things to, to try to gain, you know, attention, right? Because then they see six foot, there's the stigma that comes with that. During the visit, they kind of met the kid. They sized him up. You know, Matt Bayless was able to see him, and it was kind of like, yeah, this kid's a guy that we want to have. So I would say, is he is he a plan B from the standpoint of he wasn't in your original push? Yes. Sure. But to Ryan's point, the, the, the board evolves over different periods of time, and this kid has really been a breakout this summer with a number of really standout performances. I think he opened some eyes with his future 50 speed thing because as you said it's like yeah kids dynamic for kansas but is he really dynamic when you talk about comparing him to kids from texas and florida when he went down to the future 50 i think that opened some eyes up because notre dame's known about him they've liked his film his numbers are insane he's got over four thousand yards rushing and over 60 touchdowns the last two years i also know one of our board members uh, or one of our people that's in our show is also a member of our message boards from kansas he's been pushing dylan edwards on me for months like i hope notre dame offers i'm hoping notre dame offers i'm hoping they can offer him all these type of things. But he said the kid rarely plays in the second half. I mean, Derby just crushes teams. Like, apparently that's like the best – again, this is me just relaying what I was was told by someone from Kansas. Apparently, like, that's the best program in the state, and they just dominate people. So that adds even more context to his 2,600 rushing yards. He doesn't play in the second half of many games. Right. So the, the kids – the kids, it's it's kind of like Jack Kaiser. You say, well, he played 1A. Yeah, but his numbers are so insane at that level that you know he's not just some 1A guy who happens to be the best 1A. He is a big-time football player at a small level, right. and you know, and that's a reality. And I think that's what Notre Dame needed to size up is like, okay, does this guy really fit what we can handle size-wise? And once he checked those boxes, like, yeah, let's take him. And it didn't mean like, okay, we're moving on from Ronan Hannafin. I can assure you they haven't. I've had some people mention like – they moved on from Ronan Van. No, they have definitely not moved on from Ronan Hannafin. Are they worried about Jeremiah Love? No, they're not. That they still feel they're in a good position with both of those guys. We've had updates on them on the message board the last couple of days. It's just that he kind of stepped up and said, "Yeah, this is a guy we can't turn down." And and as I've said, it's because of the fact this staff is obsessed. I'm going to use that word. It's obsessed, and I mean that in a this is a good thing. They are obsessed in this class of adding speed to the roster. And and they're trying to do it at every single position they can. And as good as the receivers they've landed are, Braylon James of the three, Braylon James, Jaden Greathouse, Rico Flores, Braylon James the only one that you could consider a speed guy. Jaden Greathouse is a stud. He's not a speed guy. Rico Flores is a really productive, good football player. He's not a speed guy. Ronan Hannafin could is, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. if they can get in, and Dylan Edwards is so if they can add Ronan Hannafin and, and, and D- Dylan Edwards, this becomes we've talked about whether or not this could be a gap closing gap racing class. Um, uh, then it becomes a situation, Ryan, where if you add this kid and what he can bring and Ronan Hannafin, th- yes, gap closed. You yes. still need another year next year because of the depth. But this is a big time class now next year. You're shooting for dudes because you don't need four. If you can get those two, you don't need four next year. You're back to now kind of three being a more realistic number, which means you can now focus on the best of the the Wingos, the Micah Hudsons, the Emmett Mosleys, like and and other guys like them. I'm not trying to leave everybody off. I just don't want to list the entire board. Sure. But you know, guys like that, that can now be your focus. 
And so, yeah, these are important recruits. Now, again, Notre Dame's got to close on both of those guys, and and mm-hmm. and there's still work to be done. But I I feel as of today, I feel really good about where Notre Dame has placed themselves with those two prospects. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Yeah, I do as well. And I'll say this too, Brian. Now you have, if Notre Dame's able to close on a Dylan Edwards, you don't have to force a round peg into a square hole full time, right? Because we've talked about like, what does the slot look like if this is the four-man class you leave with? If Ronan Hannafin does come aboard and you're like, okay, well, Ronan can play in the slot, we think, right? Jane Greathouse can play in the slot, but like they're not perfect slot types, right? But this Edwards kid, he can be that. So now you're like, Wow, I, if I have Ronan Hannafin and I have a Braylon, Braylon James, they're my outside receivers, and Jaden Greathouse can kind of move all over the place, right? And you got Dylan Edwards in the slot, and Rico Flores can kind of do a little bit of inside-outside. So now you have so many different possibilities, which is a lot of fun. I'm going to test your Kansas knowledge for a second, Brian, because mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to this question. I didn't even look it up, so I don't have an answer for you. If they get Dylan Edwards, Notre Dame, he would be the second player in this class from the state of Kansas. Joe Oddinger, of course, mm-hmm. being the other one, the offensive, ta- offensive lineman out of Topeka. When's the last time Notre Dame assigned two players out of the state of Kansas? I, I don't know about two. I mean, I think the last guy they got out of Kansas was Brian Smith. Yeah. So, uh, and that was during the Weiss era. I don't remember anybody else being from Kansas, to be honest with you. So, I, I that's a good question. Uh, another reason why we I miss Lou. Samoji, you know, like <laughs> right. I'd be able to pop up the, you know, get on the phone and be like, "Hey, Lou, when was the last time they signed two guys from Kansas?" And I'd have your answer before you finished asking it. But honestly, I mean, I don't, I don't know that they've signed anyone from Kansas in Brian Kelly's. I mean, it didn't Brian Kelly tenure. And again, that's not a criticism. It's Kansas, right? It, sure. It's just. Sure. But I think Brian Smith is the last guy that I can think of off the top of my head. Last guy I can think of. So, and I doubt that they signed two guys. Uh, yeah, it, you know, in in that class. So yeah, it's a it's a good question. It's a good I'm question. curious. I, I'm more curious if it's ever happened. To be honest with yeah. you, I would love to just have that general knowledge. Like yeah. it's because it, this isn't like me. Like oh wow, Notre Dame needs to start prioritizing Kansas. That's not right. what I'm saying here. What well, I'm saying is it's a, it's a little bit of an oddity. To but it's it's about taking advantage of the years when those things are the case. Like if Notre Dame signs Ronan Hannafin again, this is a, this is an if. We're just talking hypothetically here. And give them three players from the state of Massachusetts that are all, in my view, top hundred caliber players. Well, no, two of the three are top hundred caliber players. Preston Zinter is more of a top two fifty guy to me, but three definite top two fifty players. When was the last time the state of Massachusetts produced that many guys that were ranked that high? Period. Much less that they all went to Notre Dame. 
So is it now Massachusetts is a state you're going to get three to four kids from every year? No, some years maybe. I mean, that state clearly is getting better. I mean, the, the sta- I mean, because you know they're not going to get Samson Oklahoma. That's arguably the best guy in the state. I mean, there's other kids from Massachusetts. You look and say, "What that guy can play some football?" You know what I mean? Sure. The one of their top O line targets in the 2024 class is a kid from Bubakar's high school. Gerby Lambert. Yeah. So right, Gerby Lambert. So, but so when 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 it is strong, you take advantage. And that's the thing about the state of Kansas. There are two big-time football players that Notre Dame believes are that caliber player. Mm-hmm. And so they're going for both of them. And if they can get both, obviously Joe Odding being the other, yep. then you know, then you take advantage of it. Just like if there's years where there's going to be years where Notre Dame's not going to get anybody from Chicago. But when Chicago has those kind of guys, you take advantage and you load up. There's going to be years they don't sign anybody in state. There's going to be other years you hope they get four or five guys in state. When those years are there, you got to take advantage. And I think that's what they're looking to do here in in the state of Kansas. Because there's not that in-state school that's the powerhouse program that you look at and say, boy, I don't know if we – kids committed to Texas. I don't know if we can go down there and flip them from Texas, right? Right, right. Kansas State's a good football program. Chris Kleiman is one of my favorite coaches in college football. That guy's doing a great job at Kansas State, in my opinion. And and now he's got to get the quarterback situation figured out because every time they lose Skylar Thompson injury, they're just not the same team. And that's just the margin for error in a place like that. But I love what he's building there. And if they can flip Dylan Edwards from there, that's huge. Uh, and then there's another kid from there. There's another four-star kid from the state, Avery Johnson, a quarterback that, you know, you say, hey, look, could Notre Dame try to play the long game and get involved with him if they can't flip one of the two kids that they're going after now? I'd give it a shot. Sure. You know, um, I'd be a little less – if they get Hannafin and Edwards, I'd be a little less okay. I don't know if he'd be at the top of my board then, simply because mm-hmm. the whole point of, of Avery Johnson was if you can't play quarterback, you can move him somewhere else. Well, right. You're kind of loaded up now at those positions in this class. But unless unless I you mean, can play safety, I guess. But right. But you're knows? you're but but you you don't turn down that if you if you can get that kind of dynamic player, it's hard to turn it down. So that's kind of where we're at, Ryan, uh, with him. I think the the other player that's kind of out there uh, that visited recently is Ben Minchie or Ben Minich, excuse me, uh, the safety from Ohio. Been hard to get a hold of him. We've tried to do as much digging as we can. We believe that his recruitment will be over somewhat soon. We'll find out when. We think that right now Notre Dame is in the best position with him. So uh, we don't have a ton on him just because we can't get Ben on the phone or uh, to respond to stuff. But from what we've heard from sources, Notre Dame did a great job answering all his questions during his recent visit. And so they're in a, a good position there. So that's kind of the, the latest with uh, with Ben Minnett. So I think you're you're talking about you're seeing some movement in the board, right? You're seeing the board expand recently. They've added good football players to the board. Now it's about closing quarterback uh, right now. You know, obviously, it's Austin Novosad, they're still recruiting him. He's still out there. As It's the same as we've said to you before. I think it's going to come down to Baylor or Notre Dame. Ryan, we've, we've kind of felt that this is trending towards Baylor for a little bit, uh, sticking yeah. with his commitment. Notre Dame is still pushing there. Notre Dame, um, Kenny Minchie announced his offer from Notre Dame uh, last this weekend. Yep. That offer came out previously. It's just Kenny finally announced it. So yep. uh, we were kind of sitting on that for a little bit because that's his news to share, not ours. Hundred percent. I think the fact that he announced the 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 offer tells me that there's at least some level of interest, but it's way too early. 
way too early for us to be talking about, you know, flipping him or all that. I, I do have a, a, a good buddy who coaches, who used to coach in the state of Tennessee that said he thinks the kid will definitely be open to Notre Dame, but not necessarily will it ultimately end up with a flip. We don't know because right. I think it's kind of like the Drew Tranquil thing several years ago. Like Drew knew that Notre Dame was the best place for him, but he had been committed to Purdue for so long. It's kind of like, you know, I want to, I, I want to be. I want to do the right thing, and 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 it can be a tough for a kid that's got some sort of level of loyalty and and commitment. Flipping is not an easy thing. It doesn't mean that ultimately that's not the best decision for a kid. It's just, um, uh, that's just the kind of the reality of it. So we'll we'll see how those things pan out. But um, you know, and if they can't get one of those two, they'll just keep expanding the board of quarterback. But I think right now, those are definitely the top two guys on the board. Yeah. So that's where things stand with recruiting, Ryan, uh, as we wrap up this part of the show. That is the latest. If you're looking for updates on Keon Keeley or Peyton Bowen or more, a little bit more detail on Ronan Hannafin, we're going to leave that stuff right now behind a paywall. That is an update. We had a long update on the message board yesterday. This isn't an attempt to convince you to do that. We're just saying there's some things when that um, uh, are just best to be left behind the paywall. So we're going to do that for now. So we're not going to focus on those guys at this point in time, other than the fact that as I, as we said in the show, we still, we, we, as we've, we haven't changed our stance on those guys on the two committed kids all along. We feel both of them are going to end up in the class and nothing has changed. Um, nothing has changed. In that the regard. sky is not falling. Yes. I promise. I promise. It's yes. not falling. So that's kind of where we're at. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.